The story of Tom Light, from her early days as a ventriloquist to her later years as a monk. Somebody write this. Hi, and welcome to Somebody Write This, where we use a random plot generator to give us an idea and then brainstorm how that could be a thing somebody might want to write. I'm Hannah. And I'm Jenny. And here to help us with our brainstorming today is Ronna McInear. Welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. Yeah, absolutely. We wanted to, to talk, you have kind of a, a an interesting relationship to a particular character in, in storytelling. So I just, let's start off by just having you tell us a little bit about your your experience with, with Mass Effect. Sure, yeah. So they, Bioware, scanned my face and used it in the Mass Effect 2 and 3 for a character named Samara. And she also has a daughter who named Lawrence, who also has my face. And yeah, so and then I also went on to cosplay this character at different conventions. Well, actually, both characters in different variations at different conventions all over the world. So that's been pretty fun too. <laughs> yeah, Such a, what I, a unique experience, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like this is this is fascinating. I I do want to know a little bit about the the technical aspect of this. When you say they scanned your face, like did they did they did was it just a like a neutral scan and then they like manipulate that to make different expressions or like what was that process like? Yeah, so you know it was kind of interesting because Casey Hudson, who's the producer, I forget his exact title, but he you know, said to me that, you know, he was there for the scan and it's a 3D scan where they basically had me sit in a chair and then the chair had this sort of, I don't know, contraption with a tennis ball on the end of it that I placed my head back on it. So it kind of held my head still, but there was, you know, they wanted to get my entire head. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So then the machine rotated all the way around my head very slowly. And Casey was there during the scan. And he said, you know, normally we like to have a very neutral face, but this particular character, she's very, I'm trying to remember the words he used, but she, you know, basically she's very like, firm and Mm. stern and he you know Mm. they were looking for someone with uh, I'm trying to remember the exact verbiage they used for the casting call but it was you know someone (laughs) with strong features or yeah somewhere Mm. around along those lines and so you know basically Samara this character she's kind of like a space police badass kind of character so you know I've got my mother's strong jaw and my father's high cheekbones and so mm-hmm. it's just like <laughs> I've been told that my cheekbones can cut glass like you know when I <laughs> when I saw this casting I was like oh my gosh that's me so anyway <laughs> they they did the scan and then they actually took me to another part of this scanning facility and took some pictures of me making different facial expressions. Okay. And they had me like raise one eyebrow, which I can do. <laughs> and, <laughs> you know, not everybody can do that. And and they had me kind of make this face of like, haha, you've been busted or, uh, mm-hmm. you know, I, it was so long ago. I'm, I can't remember exactly oh, sure. what they, you know. Right. But, um, no, but that's it was, cool. Yeah, it was pretty fascinating, too, because when the character finally came out, I didn't realize how much of my face they ended up using. They ended up Mm. using actually like 
all of my freckles and my eye uh-huh. color and you know the like <laughs> the the variation in my eyes like I have a dark blue ring around the outer eye and then you know like in the eye oh, details yeah I mean it was wow. really incredible and then what was kind of funny too is I didn't realize that I was going to be Morant and then in the I got this art book and I'm flipping through the pages because I hadn't seen or played the game yet and I'm flipping mm-hmm. through the pra- pages and I saw Morant and so Samara she has these they call them biotic amps I believe that are just right above her eyebrows mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but Morant doesn't have them and on Morant I noticed this dark freckle right above her eyebrow that I was like wait a minute that's my freckle and I was like <laughs> wait a minute that's my face and I was like oh they use my face for that character too so I'm not sure if they had always planned to use this yeah but uh-huh. in, the, in the game spoiler alert you can you basically can recruit Morris to be on your team and then okay. she she takes over Samara's place because Ooh. she looks exactly like her so Sneaky. yeah so there's this <laughs> whole like you know manipulative kind of like you know yeah anyway so that whole thing was pretty fascinating we're going to go ahead and scoot on into our brainstorming. Great. So <laughs> as a reminder, our plot that we are going with is the story of Tom Light from her early days as a ventriloquist to her later years as a monk, <laughs> which is a good so, starter. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What What was it drew you, drew you to that choice, Rana? I don't know. I mean, I guess like I just kind of like ventriloquists in general sort of are always uh-huh. to me in stories very like they're either very like creepy or like I don't know <laughs> this is sort of fa- fascinating like what you know like what it, what draws you to ventriloquism like what what mm. is it and then of course like like I don't know and being a monk too is sort of a fascinating sort of like yeah thing as well right. <laughs> what I'm- kind of arc is that that you go from ventriloquism to a monastery <laughs> Right. right. And and I'm interested in her name. Yes. Because Tom is one of those boys' names that's still very definitively a boy's name. Yes, agreed. Uh, mm-hmm. And but the, the pronouns are all her. Right. So mm-hmm. there's several reasons for this. Is is Tom a nickname? Right. Is Tom mm-hmm. do we have a gender fluid situation going on here? Uh-huh. Or is Tom Light like a like a professional name, like a pen uh, name or something? That's the right, you know, right. name. <laughs> Well, and being a her as a monk, like usually yeah, you would be a nun. You'd be a nun. Would, uh-huh. That's fascinating as well. I know. I was I was curious about that too. Like, is Tom right? Like, short for something? Like, what would it be short as a woman's name? Like, Tom Tom Thomasina. Yeah, yeah. That's the only that's thing I can, I can think, think of. of. I know, right? Like, or maybe it's like I was like, is it the last part of the the name too? You know, like I'm all I can think of is mm. Aunt Tom. No, that's a terrible. Like Aunt <laughs> and Tom. No, I am. I thought of Atomic. Really, Thomason mm. Mackenzie is an actress. That's a name. Oh, <laughs> what is that's it? That's true. Thomason. Thomason. Oh, right. Yes. Huh. She's in like Last Night at Soho. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Very yeah. So, so yeah. So we have mm-hmm. this sort of this interesting where we have mm-hmm. a couple of things that hint that this might be a male character, the name Tom and the monk, but then right. it's all it all is all her pronouns, which yeah right. makes me curious if she is somebody who's you know who who is like straddling the line either in her personal sure. or her professional life. 
Sure, sure, um, sure. Like maybe mm-hmm. she's founding a, a female order mm-hmm. <laughs> of, of right. books that maybe mm-hmm. they're because I I, oh. I was curious. I went and looked, and there are there are a few, but they're not. They don't tend to be the big ones. Oh. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. But there uh-huh. are. Um, there have been female monk traditions, really? uh, monastic traditions. Yeah, uh-huh. I did not know this. Yeah, um, me neither. I mean, yeah, they're they're. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you don't hear about them very much, um, mm-hmm. and so, and I didn't do a whole lot of research because I don't I don't know where this is going. <laughs> but but I'm curious if that if the fact that she goes by a typically male name and then mm-hmm. enters a typically male not necessarily career. I don't know if you call a, a calling, sure, right? Yeah, <laughs> um, calling. There you then, go. Yeah, yeah, that there's mm-hmm. something here that she is she is. <laughs> pushing boundaries and expectations a little bit which is interesting well i also had another idea which might work if if because you know like what if what if tom light is is a drag queen Mm -hmm. yeah Mm -hmm. and and whatever her professional name is we don't that's not in there but like she Mm -hmm. would be a ventriloquist on stage yeah i'm saying Mm -hmm. yeah Mm -hmm. i could see that that would be a way to do the that would be fascinating if it was because because they use female pronouns when they're being their Mm-hmm. characters that's true. yeah mm-hmm. i am looking up drag ventriloquism i feel like that's got to be an act that people have oh, right i want to like, see that now <laughs> for sure yeah i mean um, and my, my other oh, thought was just that like you know I, I i kind of went to the idea of you know monks and making beer and like for some reason like that really popped mm. into my head and then like okay being, being a ventriloquist and it being such a like could have been a very dark hard path that led you know them her to this life as a monk because it was like okay well you know maybe like you know <laughs> all right, i need to find something but also like beer i don't know like there's some alcoholism in there I, I, that was just like <laughs> maybe what went straight to my head about that was oh, like both of these definitely have an aspect of an aspect of hiding that mm-hmm. ventriloquism in a sense you are you are not the performer as sure. much as the dummy is the performer right and yeah, as a monk yeah. you know you are you are maybe isolated maybe right. or at, at the very least you and your your fellow monks are mm-hmm. maybe all dressing similarly sure, um, sure, there's sure. a uniform there's an aspect of 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 the hiding which is interesting to me right yeah, especially since the first one is very performative. Yeah, yeah. hiding. Sure. Whereas a monk, yeah, yeah, not yeah, necessarily. Yeah. That's true. What? A- oh, I, I think of that show. Our flag means death. I don't know if you've seen mm-hmm. it at all, but uh, there's a character in there who has murdered someone and then is disguised as a man. It's a, a woman that's disguised as a man, and yeah. she like goes along with the ship or whatever. So that I mm. definitely see that kind of aspect that i do wonder if there's a little mulan kind of you know, mm-hmm. or, or i mean there are many mm-hmm. stories of women disguising themselves as men sure, to be sure, professionally sure. successful but but you I'm, know i'm also that suddenly could be... picturing oh go ahead no go for it i'm also suddenly picturing like i was thinking what other ways maybe connected to spirituality could a ventriloquist be used mm-hmm. and i thought what about a, what about seances Mm-hmm. If you were doing, say, you could make voices come for you know. You're obviously not speaking. The spirits are speaking. You yeah, know? Mm-hmm. that would be an interesting use for that kind of talent. Yeah, too. with like a, a supernatural, like almost like a medium ventriloquist, right. <laughs> rather than. Oh, I like that. that. Yeah, that's cool. That makes an interesting yeah. spiritual path between the two. Like, right. There's like so yeah, like they're you- they're a ch- charlatan, mm-hmm. you know, to start with. And then maybe something actually happens 
that like, right. okay, the spiritual stuff is real. Mm-hmm. Like maybe, yeah, that's what I'm wondering if, is if it becomes like a, like a reality, mm-hmm. like, you know, she starts off, <laughs> yeah, we're doing this, this act that she knows is all fake. And then right. things start happening that she right. did not do. Then another uh, voice talks and she's like, no, that really wasn't me. <laughs> yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. And mm-hmm. then that kind of led her to the like monk sort of like, oh, I found my calling and had this spiritual awakening right, or whatever. Yeah. yeah. Because she'd probably go around, like, actually inquiring from people who know, like, no, seriously, mm-hmm. I was doing this and then this happened. What's mm-hmm. going on? Right, yeah. right, right, right. Well, I wonder then mm-hmm. if the if the monastery as well, like, besides possibly being a, you know, a, a, a spiritual awakening to something, um, mm-hmm. there's, uh, maybe there is something in that a lot of, you know, uh, one of the tropes in stories is that, is that people who are atoning for their past crimes mm-hmm. <laughs> might, might go right. into yep. a religious yep. order and, and spend the rest of their life in somewhat anonymity doing, doing good to try to both stay make away up, from, right. both mm-hmm. stay in hiding, but also to make up for what they did. And sure, so I wonder sure. if there's an aspect of this, if she's been, if she has been tricking people into, maybe she's been using her, or, or maybe she's used her, uh, ventriloquist act to get very rich like maybe mm. she's maybe mm-hmm. she's been swindling people out of their money or yeah. persuading them that the dead mm-hmm. one wanted to give a certain amount of their inheritance mm-hmm. to her somehow mm-hmm. for, for helping bring their story to light and so right. maybe there is an act of maybe there is some penitence going on in mm-hmm. her journey at the end sure, okay sure. so here's a twist mm-hmm. if we take that further what if the monastery is struggling and convinces mm-hmm. her to join them, but then keep doing what she's been doing. Hmm. Oh. So people come to the monastery for that kind of stuff. <laughs> so she's still a ventriloquist as a monk, too. <laughs> right. Well, yeah. yeah. Somebody has to. But she's, they, she's just there praying, and voices yeah. are coming to. Yeah. You know. huh. Oh, that's interesting. <laughs> that's dark. Yeah. I know. <laughs> that is dark. I kind or, of dig or it. it. Could like, be really funny. I mean, honestly, it could be a yeah. comedy. Like, it could be really oh, yeah. hilarious. You know, <laughs> you got shades of sister act in there. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> exactly. Oh, that's a good idea. <laughs> yeah. Witness protection. <laughs> so funny. There you well, go. But maybe there. like. Mm-hmm. So so if there if she is, you know, a charlatan, a swindler, mm-hmm. and but then also something spiritual is happening, maybe she's not telling the monks that. Maybe, maybe she's still mm. maybe they think it's real and she knows it's real, but mm-hmm. uh, but the act that she's doing for them is still lying. <laughs> and she's right. maybe she takes them up on this partly because she wants to figure out what is going on, what weird supernatural thing is happening. Maybe oh, if I go and that, and that's to how the they let her stay. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay. Okay, I'm going to pause this because we were on a really good roll and I'm very scared we're going to mess it up with the title, but we're going to do it. <laughs> Let's see what we get. Okay, this is an ugly title. Oh, um, no. And okay, let me, give me a second. Let me fix the grammar. Oh, no, I misread it. <laughs> oh, no. Okay, so, okay, so I thought the first word, I thought the title was barely goes on a quest to rescue her. It's not barely. It's badly goes on a quest to rescue her. Whoa. Which is just a sentence <laughs> about Who's someone Badgley? named ba- Is Badgley the dummy? <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> yeah. Or the spiritual entity that's trying to find and communicate with her through the dummy? Huh. I mean, I that, feel like you that's can- That's just creepy. <laughs> yeah. I feel like you can just cut out like so much of that and just say bad- Badgley's quest. Like, why, yeah, why right. put on all the- 
all the other things in there. With all that, it sounds like it sounds like a children's book at that point, and I'm not sure this is a children's book. (laughs) Not where we took it. Nope, definitely not. Uh That's what we get for getting these ideas from a computer AI. Yeah. Is Badgley the dummy or is Badgley like a friend from ventriloquist? Maybe. Mm -hmm. Okay. So one way that we can work this. Badgley is such a, like a police officer name. Mm. (laughs) Officer Badgley. Mm. You know? It is. I could totally. Detective. Mm -hmm. Yeah. (laughs) More sister act. Yeah, yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I said that and now it's just coming back around to Sister Act right? over and over. So one one way that we could work this horrible sentence, which we don't mm-hmm. usually have book titles that are sentences like this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's just a plot mm-hmm. synopsis. One way that we could work this in is to have this be part of her phrasing. Like this is part of the ritual that she says to send, mm-hmm. you know, maybe she sends Badgley to the to the underworld to talk to people mm-hmm. kind of thing. It's, mm-hmm. it's part of her. Mm-hmm. And okay. so, there you go. And both, so we're Badgley both isn't a dummy necessarily, but like the spirit she communes with. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so. and there's something, there's something you can do these sort of ritual things both with repeated performances with ventriloquism and within religious traditions. Like there can be this ritual saying that you say over and over. And maybe mm-hmm. this is part of that, that she says Badgley goes on her quest to re- yeah. or, or or something like Badgley goes on a quest to rescue him or her, whoever he's mm-hmm. taken back from or meeting in the underworld. And at the end it turns out to be her that he's rescuing. Uh <laughs> uh-huh. Um, That's kind of interesting. I like that. Yeah. hmm I'm into it. I'd read it. So that's it's a way to bring it back a little bit. So what are the what are the pieces we're we're missing or that are fuzzy? So you got a little bit of time to to hammer them out. Right. Let's see. Well, how does how 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 does the monastery find her or does she find the monastery first? How does that connection happen? One of one of the monks, either either somebody who's going to be a monk or somebody who is already comes to her for help. Mm. Uh, maybe there maybe he goes go. to her and mm. and uh, asks what his mother would want him to do and she mm. says join mm-hmm. a monastery <laughs> and so he joins a monastery because of her and it turns out to be the best thing he's ever done he finds purpose mm-hmm. he finds fulfillment and and then he when they're looking for somebody he's like i know this this woman who has this connection <laughs> with mm. the she, she's the one spiritual. who led me here yeah, yeah. what's um, her name tom <laughs> tom light yeah tom light <laughs> And and I think there's an interesting there's an interesting aspect to be explored in that she is purporting to do this mysterious miraculous thing, which is is mostly an act until it's not. And right. there's there's interesting things to be explored and how the different monks at the monastery respond to that. Like, do they think that this is a god thing, or do they think that she is a swindler, and this young mm. boy is just like completely confused, yeah. or do they think that it's a demonic thing that they need to get mm. rid of her because she's bringing evil into their home? Yeah, there's probably all different kind. Like somebody thinks, yeah, she's she's demonic. Somebody thinks she's a miracle. Mm-hmm. Somebody else is jealous because he used to be like the prey guy. What if there was some kind of aspect with like, because the name light, of course, is like, Mm. you know, follow Mm -hmm. follow the light. Like, what if there was like some kind of, you know, something that happened with like, like you were saying with one of the monks that like, you know, maybe he fell or something happened and then he looks up and he sees like a poster of Tom Light. And it's like, like a vision, oh, yeah. Follow, yeah, yeah. Like follow the light, and he sees it. Maybe he like misreads it or something. Ooh, like, I love Tom, that idea. You know, the light, Tom. You know, it's like first three letters, and then light, and he's like, 
he hears follow the light and then he sees this poster of tom light on this poster and then he like meets uh-huh. him somehow yeah sort of this like kismet mm. kind of like meeting or whatever that could yeah that could be interesting i like that when i guess the question that's still sitting in my mind that i am curious about is is this supernatural is badly mm. mm-hmm. <laughs> are they are they is this a good thing or a bad thing? Are they evil? (laughs) Are they, uh, or are they genuinely able to help her? And what is her journey in figuring that out? Is it like, Mm -hmm. like, cause it could be like having a matter of faith to trust that there is something beyond herself. And she has to, you know, learn how to Mm -hmm. do that when she's been so independent on her own, or it could be something where she, you know, where it lures her toward power that she shouldn't have. Mm. There's so many different ways to take it. (laughs) Yeah. Like, but if the title mm-hmm. if the title is about right. Badgley, right? Yeah, then that makes me think there has to be an entity who she calls Badgley, mm-hmm. yeah, who is involved in trying to make things happen. Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. maybe it's an mm-hmm. ancestor, grandpa mm-hmm. who taught her ventriloquism, mm-hmm. maybe, mm-hmm. and and now he's coming back trying to. Yeah, he, he eventually figures out how to contact her like through her ventriloquism. Yeah, mm-hmm. like that. Something like that, maybe. Guide her to rescue a family mm-hmm. member or something, too. Like, or, right. oh, well, is it rescuing? So Badgley's rescuing her as you know what? Term light. You know what other name mm-hmm. Badgley sounds like it could be? It could be a dog name. That's true. Ooh. Is this a previous mm-hmm. pet who has come back mm-hmm. to protect her? Mm-hmm. Do we have an adorable dog story? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> About this dog who can only communicate through the ventriloquist dummy because obviously he's not human. Yeah. Is that who she used to practice on? Like, did she make little TikToks with her dog Uh, talking to her? There you go. Like, open and close the dog's mouth. Yeah. Or is it like a, like a Pinocchio situation where the puppet he has, like, you know, is badly and then that comes to life somehow. Like, you know, that, that's a whole new... Oh, so okay. So she mm-hmm. makes she makes up. She's into ventriloquism. She has this beloved dog. Mm-hmm. Her dog passes away. She makes a mm-hmm. dummy of the dog because she, she misses him. And right. then one night before all this happens, the dummy does communicate with her somehow. Mm-hmm. And she, so she's like, "I'm never giving this up. I have to figure out how to make this happen." Mm-hmm. And then nothing else happens for years and years and years. And so she mm-hmm. falls. She uses it to fall into this swindling habit. <laughs> Sure. And then when it happens again, that kind mm-hmm. of like puts her on, okay, I need to figure out what's going on because I didn't just make this up. <laughs> right. And so we have these glimpses of this. We have this, huh. this early understanding that there's something, there's something there. And she mm-hmm. thinks she might know how to contact it, but she doesn't really. And so she just makes it up when she can't get there, which is most of the mm-hmm. time. Um, mm-hmm. But then she's re, she kind of rekindles the, the faith that she had when she first connected mm-hmm. with this. Mm, she like rediscovers her like childhood kind yeah. of imagination and yeah oh. mm-hmm. there's a lot of a lot of pieces to this <laughs> yeah. and we are right at the end of our time so we're gonna have to <laughs> we're gonna have to leave the rest of us for our listeners but i would love 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 to hear anything that you have about this this is this feels like a very uh, yeah this could be a comedy but it also feels like there's more 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 than a, we had in a while it feels like there's a lot of room to be like interesting and thoughtful 
and, yeah. with, mm. and with exploring lots of really interesting themes. So I would love to hear your opinions on this. Mm-hmm. We'll have all our info at the end of the show. Please let us know what is this, what is this bringing up for you? That we're going to go ahead and we're going to recommend some of our own favorite ah. stories. I just read a book recommended by a friend. It is called Sword Heart. And it's by T. Kingfisher is the is the pen name of the author. And it is one of the, I don't usually like fantasy stories. I find them, I, I, I get bored when it's the same kind of story over again. But mm. I love the characters in this so much. The premise is it's a young widow who has been nursing her her ailing uncle and then he dies and her and her relatives are all coming after her for the inheritance. But she has an old sword that belonged to her uncle. And when she draws it, it turns out that there's a an enchanted warrior who lives inside the sword and is like mm-hmm. sworn to protect her now. And <laughs> she is a delightful, amazing character. She's clearly neurodivergent and just a really, really smart, really funny character. And and he is, you know, the tropey solemn warrior. <laughs> and they mm-hmm. fall in love, and it's wonderful. Oh. And it's funny. They've got a, a talking about our, our our earlier look at gender fluidity. And in, in this, they have a non-binary supporting character who I really love, who mm-hmm. is who is a not a monk but a priest. Okay. So this all ties in. But I I just had so much fun reading it. So Sword Heart is just. Really, really delightful. And I definitely recommend you check it out. Jenny, let me toss it to you. What would you like to recommend this week? So in the last three days, I just binged all of Wednesday, new Netflix series Mm -hmm. about Wednesday Adams. And the at the start, she's being sent to her a new school, the school where her parents met, actually, because at her old school, the swim team was bullying her brother Pugsley and she got back at them by filling the pool full of piranhas, so she got expelled. <laughs> anyway, and so she goes to this new school, and it's, it's and it's a boarding school, and she starts learning like these dark secrets about something that may have happened in the past, and then there's a prophecy about the future. So it's a little bit, you know, school for magic and monsters. It's a little bit teenage detective, and the the callbacks to the original series and movies are nice and subtle, but really fun for you to find. My favorite example is she goes to the local coffee shop and rings the bell on the counter, and the barista comes out and says, you rang? (laughs) So just stuff like that. And the character of Wednesday, she is so beautifully portrayed. She's, She's her quirky, dark, unique, introverted, independent self, but she gets root she gets her roommate is this rainbow fingernailed young blonde werewolf who's very perky and likes to hug and everything. And so the contrast between that is, is really hilarious. And I think, I think it's just really well done. I think it would be fun whether or not you're familiar with the Adams family very much. Cause there's just enough in popular culture that you'd be able to follow along. And it was just, it's just delightful. And my favorite part is that the very last episode teased that this is not the only season. So I'm looking forward mm. to anything they may make in the future. Yeah. All right, Rana, you get to recommend a story as well. What is something you, th- you think our listeners should check out if they haven't yet? Yeah, I actually ha- have a friend who's an author, Madeline Rue. My friend Maddie, she, she does a, a lot of like YA stuff, mm. right? Yeah. Uh, Nice. But uh, her, I 
I'm not super into like zombie stuff necessarily, but she wrote this book called Sadie Walker is Stranded. And she wrote a bunch of other books, but that particular one I, I read, she gave me a copy. And I just really like the way that she writes. It's, it's almost just like a friend is telling you a story. It's just very kind of like casual, but real. And it's a strong female character, of course, which I love, nice. and, you know, obviously want to support my friend, but I really liked the book. And, <laughs> you know, I, I gave it to a little, not a little girl, a girl that I used to babysit for, and she really enjoyed it as well. And but anyways, it's just kind of this, I, I believe it's a, a series that she there's like multiple books, but I just really enjoyed that one. And uh, yeah, wanted, like I said, nice. wanted to promote my friend as well. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. <clears throat> well, before we go, Rana, we want to make sure <clears throat> you have an opportunity to promote anything you want to for yourself. If there's social media or projects that you want to share, you're more than welcome to. Yeah, I, I don't have a lot going on right now as far as my Samara stuff. I just got a full-time job and I'm also a full-time mom so you don't have three hours to put on makeup anymore (laughs) exactly so doing anything other than that has been kind of challenging but I do have my headshots and pictures of myself in costume and not in costume just me and not naked (laughs) (laughs) just to clarify everybody Um, fully clothed pictures of myself available on my, I have a, oh my gosh, what's it called? Shop, Fan shop page? envy, shop envy, mm. right? Is that what okay, it's called? Yeah. So yes, I will find those and send those out to you. And I have big, I think they're 11 by 17 posters that are pretty cool of me in costume that I nice. sign personally and I'll mail those out to you. And those are pretty much all all the ways available. I think I have a couple of ones that are of me and Mark Mir, who is the voice of Commander Shepard, who I believe mm. you'll hopefully have on your show soon too. But he signed a few of them as well with me. So we have some cool pictures together and then he signed them. So those I, I feel like I only have a few of those left on my so exclusive pictures of yeah. of us together. And I also have a Facebook page and an Instagram. I'm not super active on those, but you know, I once in a while I'll post some cool stuff that's going on or I'll share a lot of amazing fan art that's out there. Mm. Um, Mm. Especially on my Instagram. I am absolutely blown away by how much fan art there is and people will share, you know, anything that's Samara related or, you know, people will do some different, renditions of my own modeling pictures that are pretty cool and so I have those uh, going on so (laughs) follow me if you dare (laughs) yeah we'll toss those links on into the the show notes so that people can can see what you're working on thank you (laughs) all right well Rana I want to thank you so much for being part of this this was super fun and I really (laughs) love the story yeah I really enjoyed it I wasn't sure what to expect. I <laughs> totally I feel like I'm not, I don't consider myself necessarily a storyteller, but you did well, but yes. I really enjoyed that. That was really cool. Just to sort of like get my creative juices flowing. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's the whole goal. You know, I'm a big yeah. believer in, you know, even if you don't have something to, to jump off with right away, you know, you yeah. get a couple people in a room together and you start bouncing off each other's ideas and Love you it. end up with something really cool. Super cool. Yeah. Really fun. <laughs> uh. 
All right, folks, that is our episode. As a reminder, you can find us every other Thursday wherever you get your podcasts and join our Patreon for bonus material, including a really long extended interview because we kept <laughs> talking with Rana about her experiences cosplaying as, as her character from Mass Effect. So check that out, patreon.com slash somebody write this. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at WriteThisPod or on Facebook slash Somebody Write This. And if you've been inspired by this episode and have questions or comments or a bit of story or anything else, email us at somebodywritethis at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. We'll be back with another episode in two weeks and we'll see you then. And as they say, long live the salt shaker. Salt shaker.